0: Welcome to the Game Changer Experience Podcast, where your hosts, Dr. Jeremy Pastor and Dr. Dave Kim. Today, we're going to be talking about what frequency of visits you need to address your pain and how we decide what to recommend. So if you're tired of constantly being told that you need three times a week, this one's going to be for you. You are listening to the Game Changer Experience Podcast, where we talk about rehab, performance, and everything in between. This is where we help you navigate common questions and misconceptions in the training and rehab world. So I think one of the really common things when it comes to physical therapy uh, on the patient side, at least, is is this recommendation that uh, or expectation that everybody needs three times a week for, let's say, four six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, in order to kind of get to their goals in order to get out of pain. Right. And this this expectation, right, this this kind of norm that everyone uh, goes to physical therapy three times a week. Uh, I think it's a little bit misleading. It's a little misguided, and I don't th- think that people understand that it's not 100% necessary for everyone in order to be out of pain. So I thought it'd be good if we were able to kind of touch on some things that we do uh, and kind of how we get down to making that decision as to what frequency we're going to recommend for somebody and then just kind of take it from there and 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 maybe talk on some other points that'll uh, maybe be like when is when is it appropriate? to be seen three times a week, when might not it be necessary, and and kind of how that could impact what the process is going to look like for, for everybody. So Dave, if you wanted to kind of talk to just like, what process do you have to determine what frequency you want to see somebody for? Right. So again, I, I have patients
1: who come in like once a week, sometimes once every two weeks, sometimes twice a week, three times a week, and that's determined by my assessment process, but also kind of their uh, availability from a scheduling perspective. And the reason we could actually go that route is because, again, like the way we kind of do PT, we make it an active process. So they're going to be actively doing the homework, the exercises at home, and therefore just to foster some level of independence. But when it comes from a medical side on my end of determining how many, you know, sessions they'll, they'll need for the week, It's really based on how adaptable they are as humans. And what I mean by that is, again, if somebody is presenting a certain way and we choose a strategy, the question is like, how quickly can we get those changes? If the changes are relatively quick, then cool. Um, you, You could come in fewer times. And this is also based on the similar presentations we might have seen from previous people. If the changes are much, you know, slower, and you're you're taking a range of motion, and like the hip feels very off or like you see different like foot shapes or you know whatever the case is in those contexts maybe they might need two times a week or three times a week but again it's it's a fluid relationship and it can be changed throughout the whole plan of care so it's not like you know come in two two times a week for the whole entirety of pt it's like in the beginning maybe you need a little more and then as you start changing a little bit easier it's like okay let's Bring that down but again the the biggest thing we want to kind of emphasize is we want to foster independence and resiliency from the, from a mental and emotional state as well for the patients um, because you know again like if if we're having them come in three times a week and their previous experiences were kind of similar to that they're going to be extremely dependent on us as practitioners and that's not going to ride well from a long-term perspective
0: yeah, I think I, I would definitely agree on the dependency standpoint. Right. But, I, you know, when I when I have someone come in for a consult and we're trying to establish uh what the process could potentially look like for them. Inevitably, almost everybody says, like, what frequency would you recommend? And, and you know, I, I almost feel like I say something similar to all of them where it's like, I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to talk you through how I'm going to decide, right? So then we set up the initial valuation. I tell them, I go, listen, the initial valuation is going to tell us what are we working with, right? What, what is our baseline? We're going to talk about what it means. We're going to talk about how we're going to use this information to guide our decision making. But really, like it might give us a slight bit of information, meaning it's going to tell us what we're working on. We're going to try some stuff that day. We might be able to create some change, but it's still not enough information to really uh, project the next couple of weeks or months. Right. It's an important first step. I might even be able to give you my opinion like, oh, you know what, based off of this, Based off of the changes we did or did not make, I expect this to be a little bit more of a process or no, I expect you to do well with maybe a lower volume type of treatment. But I always tell people that I get most of my information between session one and session two or between session two and session three. And the reason for that is we're not just trying to see what changes we can make within session. We're trying to see uh, if we make those changes, how well do those changes stick? right? Because what we're trying to find is what is the least amount of time we need to spend together in order to get you towards your goals, right? So I tend to lean towards a lower frequency because that's what allows me to see people for a longer period of time, right? Because I think that we know even if we're able to create change in a week, there's nothing that's going to happen in a week that's going to overcome 20, 30, 40 years of, of repetition right we can make change but if we want to make sustainable change and we want these people to influence the way that they move we know that we need a lot of repetition now the point that we make known to our patients is that repetition does not need to and should not only be when you're seeing us. Because even if we saw you three times a week, there is no no amount of repetition in those three hours a week that's gonna overcome everything that we just talked about, right? So I tend to lean towards the least frequent amount of visits needed so that I have more of a potential to see them over a longer period of time, right? So if I use a random uh, number, 12 visits, if I see them three times a week, really makes me see them for one month, right? 12 visits Mm -hmm. once a week brings me out three months. Once every two weeks brings me out six months, right? And especially when you understand what the progressions actually are between sessions, if I'm seeing someone three times a week and our plan doesn't really evolve that much within the matter of a day or two, if I'm seeing someone every other day, I don't, I shouldn't need to hold someone's hand through the same exercises, you know, that frequent in a week. I should do whatever I need to on the table. I should use that time to teach them how to do the things that I want them to do. And then they should be able to practice on their own. And if the the follow-up goal is for them to continue to practice those exercises, that does not need to be in the clinic. Now, I am going to, to play devil's advocate with our own point here, right? What about the times where three times a week might be appropriate? Right. Because, again, we have to provide the context. We're not just saying, hey, nobody need three times a week. It's we tend to work with people that, you know, we're, we're trying to explain why that frequency might not be needed for them. But what if you had somebody immediately after a surgery? Right. Mm-hmm. Someone day one post op. It's like, I want to get them the frequency. They definitely need the supervision. They definitely need some hands on stuff because uh, immediate post op pain and swelling and guarding and things like that. Repetition is going to be their friend early on. Absolutely. So, right. So it's like, It's not so much just trying to see people less frequent just to be able to say we're the people that get uh, that get patients better and less visits like that's not really the intent. It's understanding what somebody actually needs specific to what they're coming in with. That's going to get them towards their goals.
1: Absolutely. And this is where, you know, context is king. Right. And so, again, to Jeremy's point, it's like if you're post-op and you need the repetition and we need to manage certain priorities like we need you in the clinic a little bit more, right? And then obviously we'll taper you down. But if we find that you're not in that sort of situation and these are qualities you could work on at home and you kind of elicit the changes we're kind of going for, then sure, you don't need to come in often. It could be once a week, once every two weeks. But again, people can be dependent on us and we will be there for them. But I I think the truer end goal is to allow people to be confident in themselves again.
0: But I I think the, uh, another point to that is people can still utilize us during that time, right? Not everything needs to be, um, you know, on billable hours, right? If somebody uh, needs a better understanding of what the exercises are at home, if, if someone needs help, Uh, navigating or managing something that happened at home, right? It's like, at least we can only speak for ourselves, right? We make ourselves available for people, whether it's through uh, text, email, phone call, and we want to help people navigate those areas because that is going to be the more meaningful thing long-term, right? It's like we're teaching people strategies in the clinic, which we find valuable, but if they don't understand the things that are a greater influence outside, like in the real world, then again, like it's going to be this constant cat and mouse game and they're always going to feel like they need us. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So what if on the flip side, what if we just constantly push three times a week to everybody right now, all of a sudden, could there potentially be like a detrimental effect to somebody's recovery if they were somebody who didn't necessarily need that three times a week? And here's what I mean by that, right? Because I think that you have to look at this through a couple of different perspectives. On one hand, right, everybody's busy, right? Like, let's be real, you, if you told me that I had to do something three times a week for an hour, not to mention travel time, so we're really talking about, let's call it an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes a day times three, I would tell you that I don't have that time in my day. Now, if you made me believe that I needed that in order to get better, and I would thought to myself, I can't do that. Natural thought process would be, I can't do that. So I am not going to get better. Right. It's almost like it comes down to how things are presented too. like you said, you said context is is so important. It's like understanding the context of the person in front of you too. Right. It's like, First, we need to see what's even feasible for that person. How much time do they have available in their week to potentially meet face to face? Uh, Maybe there's a financial influence. Right. How much uh, can they actually afford to invest and, and how well can we help them manage kind of that speed bump so that we can still help them and do it in a way where it's feasible for them and isn't a burden. Right. I have these conversations with people all the time. It's like, I don't want this decision to be a burden on you. Right. I want to make a plan that works for you because if it doesn't work for you, then this probably is not going to be the right time to work with us.
1: Yeah. And again, it's just like it's a relationship. It's a commitment to each other. Right. And the last thing we want is for them to perceive something a different way. And they they already from the right off the bat feel like they're going to fail. And and so the way we present it matters, the way they perceive it matters, the language in which we present that also matters. Um, Because, again, we, we do want people to not find this burdensome, just like you said.
0: Right. So, okay. How about this? Where do you think the three times a week type of recommendation came from? Right? Because let's be real, like you, you get people coming in with Dr. scripts, right? I see Dr. scripts all the time. And every single one of them is like the same recommendation, right? Whether it's two times a week, three times a week for four to six weeks. Now, um, I think there's a part of that that is insurance based. Right right, right. but mm-hmm. you know from from the the PT side, right like where do, where do you think that mindset came from? I, I have my personal opinions, but I'll let I'll let you touch on it first.
1: <laughs> uh, like the the way I would view it is like there' are seven days in a week, and again, if you're only going two days to them, it wouldn't be enough exposure four days would probably be too much. And then three <laughs> times would be the sweet spot. So right. it, it's similar to like the exercise prescription too. It's like three by 10, right? It's like, hmm, like 10 reps is a good solid number. And then
0: three just sounds just right. Um, sure. Yeah. So I'll let you talk about what you think about that. <laughs> Listen, this, I, what I'm about to say is very much my opinion. Um, but I do think part of that is, in the state of New Jersey, at least right after 30 days in physical therapy, we require a a physician script to continue seeing PT. Right. So it's almost like the second year in the door, there is a, you know, start the clock. Right. And, And most people come with scripts to begin with, but it's almost like we go month by month with these things. Right. It's like we go in four week blocks. And I think that there are uh, a lot of businesses that think to themselves, how do I maximize what I can get out of this four weeks with these people? Right. Mm -hmm. Most people go back to their doctor. There's a follow-up in like a four week span. There's a follow-up in a six week span, whatever the case is. And it's almost like they view that date as like the end date of when they need PT. Right. That's not how we do things. Right. We, we work like for the patient first, but I do think that there is a, a dishonest element of how do I maximize how much I can get out of this insurance or how much can I get out of this patient in the few weeks that I have with them. Now, I find that unfortunate, right? Because obviously that is not how we should think. But I also think that partially um, the insurance based model is to blame for that. Right. Like, you know, the the doctor makes the recommendation, they put it on the script, and then the the clinician sees that almost as an in to use that script as a way to sell somebody on. Well, the script says three times a week, you know, and obviously the more you come to me, the more money I make, whether or not they're consciously aware of that. Right. I'm not going to pretend like everyone is consciously, you know, <laughs> in, intentionally doing that. Right. It was like, well, the doctor doctor recommended recommended three times a week. So that's what we should do right i i could speak from experience like my first job i used to get like angry emails if i didn't see somebody for a certain number of visits yeah. and that just i mean that's part of the reason why i'm not there right but it's like you know it, when you experience that it's hard for you to unsee that and then it makes you feel like that's just how everybody's doing doing business, then like we're getting patients coming to us that have seen four or five, six different PTs. Right. And then you start to ask them about their experience and everyone starts rattling off. Yeah, I was going three times a week. Right. So it's like, it's not random. It's not a coincidence that everyone magically was going three times a week for however many weeks or months they were going. Right. Or let's just say on the flip side, let's say. um, Maybe maybe the clinic is a a little bit of a, a lower price point, right? And maybe they're a higher volume type clinic. Maybe all of a sudden they feel like, well, you know, we're choosing to be a lower price point so we could help more people so we can get more people on the schedule. And then they're trying to cover that expense by seeing people for a longer period of time. Again, if that was the reason I keep coming back to, that is not a good enough reason to make a decision based off of somebody's health care, right? That is a, like, that is a business decision. And we're like the the with fact that we've gotten this far away from just talking about what is best for that person to get them towards their goals, their pain free goals, their performance based goals, their sporting goals, whatever it is, the fact that that is not the main point that we're talking about is really unfortunate in this whole conversation. And I think that's the part that kind of frustrates me when I hear people immediately say I was going three times a week, because my brain immediately goes, well, how did we decide you needed that? Right? right. Because I've I've seen maybe two people three times a week since opening Game Changer PT. And both of them happen to be post-op. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, even even myself, like, actually, I haven't seen anybody for three times a week since I've joined. Um, and the funniest part is, like, we have this convo. They I meet them for the first time and they're like. Yeah. So I have a script right here says go three to three to four times a week. And I'm like, you're probably only going to need one once or twice tops. And they're like, are you sure this script is, you know, saying you have to go three times a week? And then we, we just have this conversation. And again, it's like, where did you get that idea from? Right. And then once we kind of lay things down on the table and we assess and reassess and, you know, try different things and we get the changes we want and they feel better, then they're like, okay, yeah, okay, makes sense. But again, we, I feel like we just all have to shift away from like this whole mindset of everything has to be three times a week, right? Like, we we have to put the patient in the front, forefront, they have to be the priority. And we just have to make the most
0: ethical decision for them, not a business decision. And it's not even shifting away from three times a week. It's shifting away from making that decision before meeting the patient. Right. Exactly. Right. It can be three times a week. I have nothing wrong if you as as the clinician decided based off of what I found, I feel like we need a higher frequency in order to make these changes. That is a sound decision if it's based off of something objective. Right. It's Mm -hmm. the fact that these decisions are made. Before anyone's coming in, everyone is being given the same recommendation and that's how, you know, there's no rhyme or reason behind why they're doing things. Right. Exactly. And this is like pretty comparable to
1: like ACL rehab, right? People are, you know, they care a lot about timelines and getting back to things faster than they should be in reality. And so again, like for, for ACL rehab, I'm just going off on a tangent here. Like there, there is a certain month protocol right for each month and again like people just feel like once they hit this time point they're they're graduated they're good to go everything's healed but if we do acl rehab the right way it's like okay what are the objective measures we're truly looking for and so if we kind of reverse back to the topic we're talking about we have to let our objective assessments kind of dictate how 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 long a patient should be coming, how frequently they should be coming. And that that overall will just kind of create a more, I don't know, like cohesive
0: experience. Sure. I I think that um, so much about frequency and, and kind of the the origin of it really was more of an insurance based thing where if a doctor recommended three times a week for four weeks, that meant that insurance was going to improve, approve 12 visits over the next month. Right. And, um, you know, we are not in network providers, so I can't speak to if anything uh, from the in network standpoint has changed. I just can't speak to that. Um, but at the end of the day. Right. Again, it's OK for those recommendations to be made. Right. Again, I, I think on the uh, on the orthopedic side, on the doctor side, it's it's really just kind of a script that says, you know, I, I'm recommending that you go to PT and I'm going to follow up with you in this amount of time. Um, but at the end of the day, you need what you need. Right. And right. Um, you know, kind of like you said before, it's like if my goal long term is for you not to need me, then I want to be able to, uh, if not starting at a low frequency, I definitely want to get to the point where you need me less and less and less. And I'm more there as the the person to follow up with and making sure that we're maintaining the changes that we want rather than kind of creating this dependency that says, oh, well, you know, there wasn't even enough time between sessions to learn anything Before seeing before seeing them again. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like seeing someone three times a week. It's like you're, you're relying on going back to this person to, quote unquote, get you better rather than having this person just be part of the process of help guiding you on how to help yourself get better. And I and I think that right. that's a huge mindset thing, right? It's a huge mindset. And it's something that I talk to all my patients about where, you know, setting the expectation early on where I am here to help you, but you have to take an active role in this process in order for us to create the change that we want. You know, if you actually do want to see me less frequent and not have to come here more frequent to create these change, you are going to be responsible to do more outside of here. And yeah, they you have know, that locus of control, right? Yeah. And some people, some people are open to that. And I guess other people, you know, would rather their handhold. And if that's the case, right, then they're going to always be be open to the higher frequency type of treatment models. Right. Absolutely. You nailed that on the head. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a question that I always get asked. I mean, pretty much every new patient's always just like, what frequency do you think we need? Or even on the flip side, some people come in and before even talking to me, they tell me they can't afford to work with me because they can't afford our rate three times a week. And it's like they have this thought just ingrained in their mind because that is just what society has been made to believe that everybody needs. And we're not saying that nobody needs it or that it might not even be the recommendation for you. We're just saying that there is not enough information before meeting you to determine that information yet. And I could speak for both of us because I think that, you know, I try to run a, a very patient centered, like honest type of business that it's if the right recommendation for you was three times a week, we would tell you and then we would work together to decide if this is the right place for you to do that level of frequency. Um I, I think it's I guess it's kind of uncommon to to be met with that type of, of honesty, right? It's like, based off of this information, this is what I recommend. Now let's work together to find out what's feasible to you. And if what's feasible to you is so far from what my recommendation is, then we need to decide if this is the right place for you right now, or if you're better off searching for somewhere that you can, you know, you can get what you're looking for.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think another point, I don't want to have this podcast get too long, but (laughs) again, like people are very afraid of uncertainty from both the clinician side and the patient side. And I think it's really important to respect that there is a lot of complexity and gray when you're navigating a human body. So again, like an exercise that might work well, one time might not work well another time. And there's a reason for it. We just, we just have to identify, you know, many variables here, right? confounding variables that we're not even aware of variables that you know exist in front of our eyes but then again it could be an execution issue it could be could be anything really so again it's really important to just be comfortable or try to be comfortable not knowing all the answers and that way you let the objective
0: testing kind of guide the process sure yeah so basically moral of the story is you know Uh, And you'll probably hear us say say this a lot, but if you ever get the sense that someone decided how to treat you before ever even meeting you, then um, at the very least, ask more questions, right? And in worst case scenario, you you get to decide really quickly that you might not be in the right place and it's worth searching for something else. So, um, you know, hope you guys found this this one helpful. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for catching today's episode. If you liked it, save it, share it, and leave a five-star review. It helps us get the message out to more people just like you. We'll see you guys on the next episode.